Last time, you guys were whisked away to the year 10,000, and it was a ruined future city. And you walked around, and there were a bunch of robots everywhere. They were looking for mutants to kill. And uh, you found out that in a cave that there were some mutants, but then the mutants just turned out to be people who pretended to be mutants because that way they could avoid being killed by the robots when the robots turned on the humans. But then the robots decided to turn on the mutants too. So they were like, hey, this sucks. Uh, join the resistance and help us out. Maybe you can go over to that, that signal tower out there and, uh, and maybe you can shut these robots down. That would be super cool. And maybe you'll meet our resistance leader who is dashing and uh, mysterious. Uh, that was K-Fed, right? Yes. Kenny Fedtastico. <laughs> yeah, you guys ventured out into the desert and uh, you battled some robots along the way. I believe that Flint acquired one or two plasma rifles. I don't know if, does Miski have one also? No, Miski uh, injured his foot. Oh, that's right. Uh, being unsure how to use the firearm and uh, despises them as yes. a result. Yeah, that makes sense. Miski isn't Miski isn't in for these newfangled tools and weapons anyway. Miski's more no. of a, a traditionalist <laughs> and a, and a, and a naturalist, really. Uh, <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> so, so yeah. So you guys have these. Uh, Flint has a couple of plasma blasters. Uh, you guys have fought some robots in the desert. You met up with Kenny. Kenny's like, hey, uh, I really want to take over the signal tower. I can break in, but I need cover because I can't get in there by myself. They got these turrets out there. They got these robot patrols. And uh, if every time I've gone in there with resistance fighters, they get mowed down and then I can't break in. So I need you guys, I need you guys' help. This will be, this will be real, real helpful if you guys could help me out. And, uh, and I think he fashioned one, or maybe you guys had already done this, but you, you definitely have some sort of robot scooter that was fashioned from one of the robots uh, that you killed. Sure. So, so you're extra mobile, you're, you're agile, you're uh, hostile, and you're whatever the other thing is that people say in, in American football. And, uh, and riding some sort of uh, rebuilt... I mean, I'm envisioning like a Segway with three of us hanging on it. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much like a Segway that used to have guns, but now it just doesn't have any arms. So you're, you, yeah, you're just kind of riding a Segway mixed with a, with a shop back. Ooh, can <laughs> the face of the robots all look like Elon Musk? Yes, that's canon. They all look like Elon canon. Musk now. And they all name their kids weird things that they didn't have to slightly change to meet California state birth name laws. <laughs> Who knew that California birth state, birth name state laws would still be in effect in the, uh, the apocalypse? Right. In the year like, 10,000? Yeah. Yeah. That we would be, <laughs> that we would hold it's so the, tightly onto something while releasing everything else. It's, it's the only law we care about anymore. Yeah. We just gotta, we just gotta make sure we understand what people's names are. I mean, Murder. Uh, yeah, we gotta be able to call a spade a spade, you know. That's that's what yeah. some robot legislature legislature member argued to to your ten thousand California desert. We have to know whether desert. the robot has a I mean, spade my, or a pitchfork. My understanding is this whole world is just uh, a per, an extension of unbridled bureaucracy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, basically, unbridled bureaucracy happened until uh, the robots tried to kill everybody because they were like. You are not efficient enough. 
to do this. You must die. We need to bridle the bureaucracy. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta, like, we gotta robot this shit up. Who wants to be a millionaire? And other. I questions. like that. Th- on a side note, I like that this week's episode is brought to you by Hams. Oh wait, oh you have a koozie on. Yeah. Dream IPA. I thought it was a Hams. <laughs> it's like I haven't oh. seen a Hams in a while. It's a simpler time. Whoa. Aww. That's a that's a. Uh, uh, profound. A what's his face's beer. Um, Frisco Tony. Joe what's Biden. the name of that? What's oh. the name of that grocery store? Frisco Tony. What are you talking about? You got you got that beer at, at a grocery store named after a person. Hi, I'm Frisco Tony. <laughs> Welcome to my grocery store. You mean Joe the Trader? Yeah, Joe the Trader. <laughs> Fris, Frisco Tony. You know what I mean. No, we we've this podcast has clearly become too popular. We can no longer use actual corporate names, so it's now Frisco Tonys. Yeah, we're just gonna be safe, and everything is going to have some other kind of name, especially. Yeah, and that's Frisco definitely Tonys. gonna be our NPC for next week. <laughs> hey, I'm Frisco Tony. Uh, I found some beer from a simpler time that I'd like to peddle to you. Yeah. Howdy. In in minimal packaging but at a price that is responsible and environmentally sound. Don't look behind the curtain. <laughs> don't look you behind don't Frisco Tony's curtain. <laughs> you don't want to know what the slurm, I mean, slarm is made out of. Yeah. Frisco Tony's slarm is produced unconventionally and should not be viewed in any way. Okay, so you guys are in the middle of a desert. You're hanging out with Kenny Fantastico. You're sitting by a fire. You've all completed a long rest um, because you've had the opportunity to sit by the fire and chill out. Ooh, I should pull up my character sheet. Same yeah. point. And, uh, uh, so this is a this is a bonfire, you would say? Yeah, sure. There's vanities on it too. Uh, so we lit the bonfire. <laughs> what what is Kenny Fantastico going by these days? He goes by Ken. He's pretty Just much Ken? going by Ken. Yeah. Okay. Big Ken. I mean, you could call him Big Ken. He, 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 you guys at the end of the last uh, session, I believe you, you can, you reminded him that you knew him from before. Okay. But we have not figured out why he exists and has not melted. Uh, I think we talked about how he went through a portal as well, or, or just woke up here after he melted. Yeah. 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 Kenny, Kenny remembers, faintly remembers dying, but he then remembers immediately just awakening in this place. At, at the age he currently is. And Kenny basically tells you around the fire that, that he spent uh, several weeks kind of just foraging for, you know, snake parts and juniper berries and whatever else he could find in the desert and, and eating those things just to survive, you know, cracking a cactus open and just drinking that sweet, sweet water within. And, uh, and yeah, and then he, he stumbled upon a group of humans who had been, uh, who had been part of the resist, the early resistance. And, uh, they, they all kind of just looked up to him immediately and he doesn't really quite understand why, but he, but it was the role he was born to play, baby. So he just jumped on in and, and he started leading this resistance against the robots ever since. Um, and the, the signal tower in question is, is his white whale. It's, it's just the thing that he's never been able to accomplish, and he strongly believes that if he can shut down that signal tower, the robots will all shut down, and they'll have an opportunity to rebuild society. Okay, Mr. Mr. Ken, I've got, I've got a couple questions. Yeah, hit me. Um, do, do you have any evidence that 
a robot without antenna is no longer a robot? Uh, well, uh, you know, they're, they're all connected by a, a, a sort of sig single signal brain. Um, and and the, the signal uh, originates from that, from that tower. So, I mean, I'm not 100% I'm not sure, but w within, within like uh, six to, to 7% certain that, yeah, if we shut this down, the, the robots just won't be able to communicate with each other. They, so they won't even be able to have orders. They might still like buzz around and stuff, but they shouldn't be able to harm us. But, but so like if I go to a uh, motor robot here and I, I search around for antenna and remove antenna, is he no longer a robot? Uh, and Miski's gonna go and just start patting down the robot. Just just getting into it. Okay, great. Uh, roll, uh, let's roll an investigation check. I think that's, uh, it's gonna be a 14. Ooh, okay. Uh, so yeah, as Miski's kind of rooting around in this robot, just like, you're pulling on wires, like you're plucking, and some of the wires make kind of a pleasing sound, like a, like a, a like a musical instrument. So, mm -hmm. So Miski gets distracted briefly, kind of making a, a three-note, not even notes, but like a three-tone song that's just like, bong, 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 bong. Um, but then you continue to root around in there, and, and you actually grab onto something that is warm, and, it, it, and it's a little, like, uh, it's a little greasy and squishy. So is that something Miski would be interested in, in pulling on, or would Miski be just uh, disgusted by that? No, Miski's going to give it a little squeeze first and going to see what happens. Okay. So, so Miski gives a little squeeze, and when you do that, the, the robot kind of starts to rotate on its, uh, on its central like y-axis. It just pivots a little bit. And so uh, with another squeeze, it kind of turns a little bit more. And uh, if you kind of squeeze a little differently, it turns back the other way. Uh, uh, hey, hey, Miski, what, uh, what you doing over there? You seem to be getting... Well, Miski seems to be getting a little frisky with uh, that robot's diskies. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, look, look, look. I, I think I tickle a robot the brain. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know that just making a robot spin is the ideal situation here, but uh, keep, keep digging in there, frisky. So yeah, Miski, do you want to keep uh, playing with the robot brain, or you want to pull on it, or what? What are you thinking? Uh, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna keep playing with it. Okay. Um, to the point where I'm definitely going to damage it. Okay, so, so uh, you begin playing with it, and, and what happens is you kind of end up on this robot like a bucking bronco, and you're sort of like making it spin around and jump and, and cut around the desert really fast, uh, and then eventually uh, you come kind of like speeding back toward the campfire, and in an effort to stop the robot from crashing into the campfire, you kind of twist the brain too far, and it just sort of plops into your hand. It breaks loose from the inside, and so now you have this uh, squishy, positronic brain. And you can add that to your inventory if you'd like. <laughs> yep. Uh, so the rest of the robot is now uh, robo-capacitated? Yes. It, the, it, you look at the robot, and you see that it no longer functions in any form. It is, it is just a tin can. Uh, does the positronic brain have any wires or connective ports, or it's just sort of a gooey lump of robot heart? So on the uh, on the bottom, there's like a gooey sort of medium that you don't like. You can't see it obviously because you're misky, but you you don't you haven't ever felt anything like this. It's 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 slimy and it's squishy, but it's also pretty firm. 
Um, and, and when you squish it more, it gets kind of, it gets firmer the way that like when you'd make cornstarch and water as a kid, as mm -hmm. a science experiment, mm -hmm. and it's very runny, but if you grab it, it really, it really gets stiff. So, so you sort of have that experience with it. The top part is a, is kind of a, a glass dome that has uh, a visible computer chip in there that has some, uh, you know, some little bulbs and, and uh, circuits and things on top. Uh, how, how big is it? It's about the, it's about like half the size of a human brain. So it's like a softball, like half of a softball. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try, try to store it. Uh, but then, you know, not remembering that I am not wearing any clothes and have no pockets. Okay. Uh, so, and then I'm going to try to go with the, I guess the next best option is going to be to put it in, inside my eye socket. Okay, not nature's pocket then. We're not doing a nature's no. pocket callback. <laughs> no, no, we're gonna, we're gonna okay. pull up the bandana. We're gonna okay. go uh, connective tissue first into the socket and then bandana on top. Um, Great. And, and then we're just gonna store it there. Okay, cool. Miski has a positronic brain installed in his face. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, you, you just have that in your inventory. If I get any weird sensations or feelings, uh, you know, we can deal with those later. Well, yes. I think Miski is all weird sensations and feelings. So if you get any normal ones, you should let us know about those. <laughs> <laughs> but how is he to know which is the normal feeling? That's fair. How yeah, do Miski I know that the color black you see is the same color black I see? It's true. Hmm. Okay, Mr. K. Um, I'm sold. You remove robot brain and you remove robot. So let's, uh, let's, uh, let's come up with a plan. You need... Uh, you need cover blanket? Yeah, so here's the deal. The, uh, the tower has four turrets around the outside of it. These are, these are big plasma cannon turrets, kind of like the guns that, that are on the robots. And then there is usually a patrol of two robots on the outside and three robots on the inside. What we need to do is get through that wall, past, we need to get past the turrets, over the wall around the outside of the signal tower, and then I need someone to cover me for long enough to pick the lock to the control room below the signal tower, and then I will go in and execute the command function zero endpoint alpha Jones two uh, one one three eight judgment day. Uh, okay, we we distract robot. You uh, find keyboard. IDKFA. Uh, God mode game over. So I got that down as command function zero alpha Jones two one one three eight judgment day. That that's correct. Yeah, good. That's good memory. Good job, you. Flint. You're gonna make so, a great member of the resistance. I tell you what. What what is a command and a function and an alpha and a, a judgment day? Well, it's the it's the <laughs> complex string of uh, computer tappings that I have to do to turn the robots off. They, okay. They, so, so you are buttons in future, I think. Yeah, the keyboards here are crazy. You got to see them. Not that you've seen keyboards before anyway, but man. <laughs> yeah. Some of the keys are keys huge because there's whole phrases on them. My, my <laughs> house only had one key, so we didn't need a whole board for it. Oh, yeah. Judgment day. Well, how are you going to cut your keys into bite-sized uh, slices so they're easy to cook without a keyboard, huh? Hmm? <laughs> answer answer me that, <laughs> half-dragon guy. I think that's a quiche board. <laughs> okay, so according to Yahoo Answers, the way you kill robots that are made in The Sims is just Control Shift C. So if, if your stuff doesn't work, try Control Shift C 
move objects on, click on the robot, and delete. Okay, so we should just delete that's, the robots, guys. Maybe that's you just the solution delete. here. <laughs> yeah, if you could just press backspace. <laughs> Q-U-I-T. We'll just press backspace on this whole story arc. We can go back <laughs> to the beginning. Okay. Start over. Uh, so, so during this conversation, I've been polishing my uh, robot arm rifles. And I ask uh, Ken, I, I ask him, um, so besides what we've seen, are there any different robots that we should be expecting? Any sort of super four-legged ones or ones that look like RoboCop but have a bigger center period and with big guns? I mean, it's like that. They're, they're mostly uh, the, the treadmill style robots that you've seen so far, but, uh, but I've never been beyond the wall. So it's possible there's something special in there, maybe with uh, buzz saws or maybe one's got like a pneumatic hammer that comes down awkwardly in front of it. I don't know. I, I, I don't want to see that. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to see it either. I just want to get in there yeah. and execute okay. the, uh, the very long uh, command function that I told you about earlier. And then I want yeah, to command out. function zero alpha Jones two one one three eight judgment day. Yeah. Judgment day, yeah, exactly. Judgment That's what day. I said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, we need we need ideas. We 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 have option to to go one by one, destroy the things, do slowly. Um, uh, maybe helpful, but I I once learned how to dance robot. Uh, maybe we just dress like robot. That I mean, I, I would say we might be able to get by the front lines uh, and, and maybe we can avoid the turrets that way. Uh, I, I don't know. We, we've tried some, uh, some disguise work in the past, but I'll tell you, the, some of these resistant fighters just, they, they don't know how to sit in a makeup chair, if you know what I mean. Uh, ooh, that's a good, that's a good point. Um, who else is coming on suicide mission? Uh, well, uh, it, really, it'll just be the, the four of us here. Um, you, uh, Misky, uh, Flint, and, and Bubbles. Oh, no. And suddenly a, uh, a, a sandstorm uh, comes by, and basically like a dust devil just picks Bumblesniff up and carries her off. Uh, so she is not, she's not with the party for the moment. He, she just got Super Mario 2 away. Yeah, yeah, she's no! been... <laughs> A very uh, sinister-looking sun is now kind of bobbing in the sky and getting ready to swoop down at you as well. It's terrifying. No. <laughs> okay, I think we can jump over it. Ugh. Yeah, you can definitely jump over it. You just have to be, you got to time that really well. Oh, I saved one of my flutes or something. Yeah. <laughs> Copyright Nintendo. Uh, <laughs> you mean, yeah, I got nothing. Let's, Copyright let's, uh... fun. Brenda. <laughs> Gray brick of 16-bit fun. <laughs> let's, uh, let's do it. Let's do this thing. I think we should dress up like robots. Kane Fantastico, while not a trained beautician or hairdresser or makeup artist, has sat in his fair share of chairs. And I feel like he can give us some good advice. What? Um, while he I, might not be a beautician, I'm pretty sure he's a mutician. Ah, oh, boo. <laughs> And uh, so that should get us past the front lines. And then we just kind of play it by Misky. We just kind of see what Misky gets himself into. The whole plan is to, is to just follow Misky's whims. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm clarifying that as the player. Because <laughs> this seems a little, uh, I'm feeling it. I mean, finally you guys are coming around. 
You know, I would say half of our decisions have been following Miski's whims because whether we choose to or not, Miski has his whims, and we tend to have to resolve them regardless. This this seems dangerous, guys. I gotta say, but also, uh, you know, a lot of my memories are coming back, and I realize that you were able to rescue me largely by uh, following Miski's whims. Uh, I think he was screaming about being an injured patient in the hospital where I was trapped. So uh, maybe maybe this will work. I don't know. Seems you, like seems like it should. Do you mean you mean when we rescue you immediately before you melt into puddle? Yeah, yeah. Back back before I I got here. Yeah, it's, no, all, it's all good, still foggy, good times. But, I, but I remember hearing a faint uh, sort of sing-songy moaning in pain, and then that's when a group of uh, heroes burst in and then broke me out of there. Well, well, Misky, you should feel comfortable. I do have these two big guns that tend to uh, do some damage I've been practicing with and I have I forgot I have spectral dragon wings I can uh, use for something you sure do uh, not sure what those will be good for and uh, you have the uncanny ability to just float away when you get scared so you should be fine <laughs> I can't turn into fart <laughs> right uh, and so far of our party that started at six there's still two of us left so we're doing okay. Okay, uh, so what should we do? We, we have a plan to dress up like robots, thanks to Kenny Fantastico's Fantastico magic. May, yeah. Maybe he becomes a beautician in the future when we save the day. Future-tish. But for now, past, past the wall, we don't really know what's beyond there anyways, so. Right, that uh, seems like a plan that's just gonna walk straight into ambush. Yeah. Uh, and even on the other side of the wall, we're still, the turrets are still going to be there. We're just going to be closer to them. <laughs> um, oh, Kenny, Kenny clarifies for you that the turrets are on the outside of the wall. They're not atop um, the wall, but they're, they're actually mm. like uh, planted on the ground on the corners of the wall. So, uh, yeah. So they're, mm-hmm. they're kind of uh, scanning for things coming in. But if you were to get uh, on top of the wall or over it, the turrets would either have to shoot the wall itself or uh, wouldn't shoot you at all. And we think there are at least six uh, Killmotrons of some sort inside? Yeah, that's, that's pretty much what, what the intel says. Yeah, there's, there's uh, usually two on the outside, four on the inside. It's a real double-stuffed Oreo scenario. <laughs> they still make those? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, other, other idea? Maybe we lure Robot out into into our trap one at a time yeah yeah um what do robots like uh i can i can be sexy robot Ooh. what (laughs) if you what if you say something somewhat political and see how many bots follow you then oh (laughs) hey oh that's a good way to draw out all the bots right yeah take a position on something and then watch (laughs) them disagree with you Use a popular hashtag. Uh, I mean, uh, I could definitely cast silent image uh, at will and pretty regularly to lure it out to investigate. And then once it it gets close enough, you destroy it with laser cannons and see how many times that'll work. Ooh, we could try a uh, Troy thing where we challenge their biggest robot versus our biggest robot. (laughs) I like that. And the winner gets the, the, the tower and can put in 
or we could we could make a bet where the winner gets to put in one command into the tower's operating system. That's a pretty. I mean, that's a pretty clear bet. I think that's that that might be a good idea. I, I think we might have to wager. Uh, I mean, probably the leader of the resistance. That seems what to be the only built, thing that they've ever wanted. Well, if we build a wooden tower and say this is what controls all of the resistance fighters, and we'll let you put in a command into our wooden tower. If we can put one into your metal tower. <laughs> it's a little, uh, yeah, a little uh, show me yours. If you show, I'll show you mine. If you show me yours. Do you, do you want to roll for carpentry? <laughs> I think I might have a hammer. Does anyone, I think we can use the laser cannons as a saw. You just need to find some wood. <laughs> oh, we can make a glass tower if I blast the sand. Oh, there you go. We just need to advance our technology about 500 years so we can get better crafting with glass. So let's come back in about 1,000 years. You spend the next 1,000 years grinding to level up. <laughs> and you die very talented. Yeah, guys, look, if, if we need to do the, uh, if you want to do the disguise idea, we're going to have to go, uh, we got to go find one more robot so that we've got enough parts to make the suits. But we can, we can try your... Uh, your uh, silent image idea, Misky. I mean, it it could work. I, I was in a movie once where uh, the the whole thing was I had to distract this uh, this dog, right? So they dressed me up as a really attractive girl dog, and so I was trying to distract the dog. Uh, but then the dog got the wrong idea. I I don't know how I got that contract. That was a bad one. That is a bad one, and also kind of normative. So it's, oh yeah, super normative. I mean, I. Uh, I suggested, like, couldn't the dog just be into me the way I am? And they said, no, no, yeah. got to be a got to be a girl dog. And we also really got to sex that girl dog up, you know. And I was like, I don't, I don't feel comfortable with this. Dogs don't let's, even have breasts like this. This is weird. This doesn't make any sense. Let, let's it. let's try to lure a robot to its death. And if it works well, then we'll do it again. And if it doesn't work well, then we'll at least have easier access to one robot. Sounds logical to me. Clint, does that sound good to you? Yeah, and I definitely don't have spaghetti in my mouth. <laughs> you definitely do not, Flint. I can see it. The, your mouth is is pretty much completely empty. So uh, I'm assuming we are in a ditch, uh, very like Monty Python style. We're far enough away that they can't tell where we are. But yeah, we can, so we can sort of make out the surroundings. Yeah, as you, you, you leave the, your campsite that you uh, rested at and you proceed through the desert uh, following Kenny's lead. And, and yeah, there, there does happen to be, there's like an outcropping of rock and then there's uh, a little bit of a, uh, a divot there too. So you have plenty of cover, but you're close enough within range that before you, you see uh, two turrets on the front two corners of the walls of the signal tower. You see the wall of the signal tower, which is about eight feet tall. It appears to be made entirely out of metal. Uh, and then you see kind of the roof of the structure below the signal tower and the signal tower rising up into the sky. It's, it's like 60 feet tall. It's crazy. Uh, and then you also see that there is, is one robot uh, currently kind of near to you, but not, I mean, not near enough to you that it would see you. Um, but it is on the, the closest side of the walls. Um, and you can only assume that the other one must be patrolling on the other side. Does the signal tower have a red blinking light inexplicably? It sure does. Yeah. It's, it's got a red blinking light. It's got a white blinking light. And it's got another blinking light that is a color that 
defies explanation. <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh, let's go ahead and cast cast a silent image. Okay. Obviously, uh, before he casts silent image, I get into my preparatory stance with my two robot cannons. Yeah, um, now, you're, when you're holding the two robot cannons, is Koparand just on top of your head? With no, uh, as you can imagine, on my shoulder, cigar in its mouth, but it doesn't smoke. Smoke's coming out the other side, <laughs> and uh, it's holding its claws in a in double gun. <laughs> it's got finger claws or cl- claw finger guns? claws. Claw guns. <laughs> finger claws. Finger claws is more fun, even though it's less accurate. Okay. <laughs> yeah, claw guns isn't that fun. Yeah. Uh, this is gonna going to focus real hard and m- mimic uh, the projection that he's casting out there of a, a large robot. Okay. Uh, big tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of like 50s refrigerator style. So, so big curves on it. Yeah. And um, robot is going to be unrolling schematics. Uh, kind of like peering over the shoulder, like, like I'm ashamed of these schematics. Okay, so but, I, but looking over, like, just to see if see if anybody can see. So, yeah, so like that, sa- sassily presenting, presenting, yeah. not presenting these these possibly illicit schematics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Great. So, unfortunately, silently. So uh, I'm going to use all of my my energy to to focus on that projection, uh, and then I'm going to need somebody else to do. Do the robot voice. Um, wait, I have a spell for that. <laughs> is is there any sort of role that has to be done for your silent image? Nope. Cool, cool. Okay. No, I don't uh, have a spell, a spell for that. <laughs> I might. There's too many spells, so. I thought you had uh, thaumaturgy or whatever. Oh, I do. There you definitely is. bellowed before. <laughs> this would fall <laughs> under bellowing. Yeah, I just, normally I just bellow. Uh, instantaneous sound that originates from a point of your choice within range such as a rumble of thunder, the cry of a raven, or ominous whispers. So which of those do you think sounds most like a robot? No, uh, I make, uh, I cast thaumaturgy, and uh, from a point close, as close as I can aim to the robot's whirring parts and make whirring sounds and beep, boop, 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 bleep, bloop sounds uh, in, a, in a way that says, as far as I can tell, hey, other robots, come on out and play. Like like a sexy R2-D2? Yeah, but, <laughs> boop, boop, but not, boop, not, boop. Quite as, not quite as forward as R2-D2 is. Yeah, yeah R2-D2's a bit, got a trash mouth for sure. Yeah, he's a little thirsty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thirsty for oil, right? <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, yeah, is it so- working? <laughs> Your your thaumaturgy spell, uh, you notice that the robot that is in the distance turns and starts rolling toward you. Now, Miski, I want you to roll a d20, please, for me. It's going to be an 11. Okay. So uh, as this robot rolls toward you, Miski, you feel uh, your eye socket kind of pulse and vibrate. And then for whatever reason, you hear like audible words inside your head that are echoing in there that say, huh, that, that robot over there looks pretty hot. I should probably go check out what she's doing. And then the uh, signal promptly breaks up and you hear nothing again. Um, and your, your eye socket stops vibrating. 
Um, and it, I, I would imagine that Miski is a little perplexed as to what's going on, but I don't know. Miski <laughs> um, is going to think that uh, Kenny said that. Like, well, 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 he is Kenny. I mean, it's, it's sexy robot time. You know, Clam. Um, Kenny is and I going, go, guys, keep it going. Come on. Not in range keep yet. Keep it going. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to move the projection maybe up on top of the rocks and see if we can get it uh, precarious on top so it can fall towards us into uh, you know, Death Trap. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Ken, Kenny. Kenny like walks up to you and says, "I, I didn't, I didn't say anything to you. Um, what, what are you, what are you hearing? What's going on?" Uh, you, you just say you like have sexy robot, and I know the, I make sexy robot. I'm great at sexy robot. Uh, I mean, okay, look, like uh, anybody who's been out here as long as I have has had some interests, but I did not share okay. them with you just now. Hey, can we, can we focus right now? We've got I. We get six, da, 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 uh, and Misky's moving his hips back and forth. <laughs> and and Flint p- pipes in. He goes, uh, "Hey there, uh, Kenny. Um, from our understanding, you've only been out here for a couple of weeks, so uh, <laughs> you may have had a predisposition. Not that there's anything wrong with that. You know, you you spend as much time around vending machines on set as I do, and you just start making associations, guys. You know, it's it's tough." Uh, anyways, the robot continues moving toward you, uh, and uh, Miski, once again, your eye socket pulses, and you hear uh, the robot say, huh, uh, what, why, why do you think, uh, why, why are you going up there, sweetie? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to follow you uh, kind of high. I don't know if my, my treads are ready for it, but I'm coming to get you. And then your eye socket vibrates again, and everything goes silent. The robot continues to approach. And uh, each of you roll a d20, please, uh, for stealth or whatever's close to that. What do we have that's close to stealth? Yeah, stealth. Roll stealth. Ooh, thank goodness for my uh, addition. Seven plus eight, 15. Okay, great. Uh, can I roll for charisma since I'm also being sexy? Yeah, you can do that. Sure. I mean, you're, you're, 15. Playing, you're playing dual roles. Great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and Kenny also got a 15. So as the robot approaches, it, it, it turns and looks over in, in your general direction. Um, and, and for a moment, it really fixates on Misky's swiveling hips and, and seems kind of hypnotized by it for a second, um, but does not. <laughs> for the listener, the, the Misky is moving back and forth on the Zoom screen. <laughs> but yeah, the, the robot sort of looks and, and kind of follows back and forth the way a dog might follow, uh, like a, a, a ball or a treat moving back and forth. Uh, but then it, it really just turns back to being transfixed by your silent image. And it, it rolls up onto the top of this rock outcropping and uh, rolls right toward that silent image. And because the silent image is transparent and invisible or non-existent, it rolls right through and falls off. And uh, so it is going to sustain five damage. And it is prone. Um, and it is now... Uh, kind of kind of crazy it, you're not quite in combat but uh you should you should be prepared to be in combat so what do you want to do am i able to see it from my vantage point yeah oh yeah yeah you can see it because you're you're probably like uh you're like 15 feet away it pretty much came right up to you guys and just went off the ledge and it's just laying <laughs> okay. near you um so if i recall there's a there's a couple spots where i can shoot it where that would just um 
not disarm it, but make it ineffective, but not destroy it. I'd like to aim at those spots. Okay, yeah. So you can you can aim at either of the shoulders basically to knock the gun the cannons off, um, or you can kind of aim at the neck. That would take the head off, but then it would be completely disabled. Um, But you you won't destroy it either way. If if you're looking to preserve it as armor or uh, as a costume. That's what I'd like to do. Okay, great. So I aim at the neck. You have advantage because it is prone. Okay, so I also, uh, okay, so, okay, okay. Uh, so I attack, and I roll, a critical. All right, yeah, so you're just, the, you just shear the, the robot's head off, like, boom, gone. The head just kind of, like, bounces away, like, three feet. It barely even moves, because it's one of those things where, like, you make a perfect shot with something, and, like, there's just a whistle of wind, and that's it. The, the head just kind of rolls a little bit, and the body just kind of goes, and that's it. And Miski, you, uh, you... Go ahead. Just when I was learning to love. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Miski, uh, your, your eye socket vibrates, and you hear that exact phrase. Just when I was learning to love, and then silence. And, okay. Uh, Flint goes, I told you I was getting good with these things. Uh, uh, okay, this is terrifying. Um, I think I turn myself on and then make myself sad? Um, ooh, 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 a quick idea. Do you have robot gonad? Uh, Miski, who are you talking to? <laughs> uh, uh, oh, uh, yeah, mind. Uh, Miski's just gonna go just all the way elbow deep right into robot looking for robot uh, brain sack. Okay, cool, yeah. You, you reach in, because you've already been there, you, you know where it is, and you, you pull the other one out. So now you have a second positronic brain. <laughs> uh, so I, I think this goes in eye hole and I get to see robot words. Uh, do you want to try? Do you have, do you have extra hole? <laughs> uh, uh, Kenny can, can backs I, up. <laughs> I go, I think, I think he's asking you, buddy. No, it's easy. You take eye out now and then we put this in instead. And then, um, and I, I, I think it's, it's sort of like, uh, do you ever have walkie-talkie? Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. We had course. talkie rockies. Right, right, right. Talkie, talkie rock, but, but it goes straight to brain hole. Yeah, I mean, that sounds horribly dangerous. Um, do you, do you have like an extra eye socket? Cause maybe, maybe you should just try two of them and see what happens. Oh, that's good plan. And, uh, Macy's just going to pop it right in. Give it a little twist, and uh, and and then try to dial them in, uh, rotating them separately to see if he uh, picks up any anything specific. Okay, roll roll a uh, d20 three times. <laughs> d20. Okay. Nineteen. Okay. Two. Okay. I don't like this. Sixteen. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, Misky, mm. as you're as you're twisting these, you actually are able to tune them in, and you start seeing from the perspective of one of the robots inside the, uh, inside the wall. And, uh, and, and you see this, this robot uh, is just sort of plodding along. There, there are two other treaded robots in its view. Uh, you see that there is a, a, a large metal door with a combination lock on it leading into the tower. And it says, you know, authorized use only on the door. And, and then you also just sort of see it kind of move around the perimeter of the inside. 
and then you you come around uh, a corner and you see that there's a, a much larger robot there that is just like entirely made of saw blades like it's just all all saw blades like it has saw blades for feet it has saw blades for arms and and at one point you even see it like throw some saw blades at the wall sort of like it's just practicing and its precision is incredible it's it's kind of terrifying but yeah you are you are uh, seeing through the eyes of a robot right now and uh yeah uh misky's not as startled by this as he might probably should be uh until he sees the the saw robot it has a very aggressive reaction uh of fear uh does does the robot have any reaction to Misky's fear? The the robot that you are seeing through does seem to like spin and zip away in a, in an almost comedic fashion. Like it sees that larger robot, and you you suddenly see the robot that you're seeing through turn and zip toward the other wall, and it kind of bumps into the wall comically, and then teeters and falls over. Uh, Misky's gonna gonna. <laughs> Gonna untune his eyeballs. Okay. And, uh, okay, friends, I learned something. Uh, there's saw monster inside. And also, I, I can see through trash robot, and he might be afraid of saw monster, but maybe he's afraid of me being afraid of saw monster. Um, but I, I think, I think this might be seeing future. I think, I think this is way, way into, uh, into next story arc. I turn to uh, Ken and I go, Ken, you, you gotta understand, about two thirds of what this guy says, you just nod at and smile, and you just, you just gotta keep going. So put on a brave face. You got past the, the, his number one test, which is to stick something in your eye. And, uh, you know, just, just agree with him, and then you and I can come up with a real plan. How's that sound, buddy? I, I, it sounds great, Flint, but I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned because if, if what uh, Miski has said is true, the robots are starting to develop the, uh, the levels of human empathy that we were worried they would develop. They're, they're trying to replace us. I know that much. And if these robots can feel, they can feel afraid. I mean, that could be bad for us, but it could also present us with a pretty distinct advantage. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder if they're afraid of, of saw. I, I guess he was trying to say there's some sort of robot made out of saw blades. Oh, uh, assuming that I know what you're thinking saws. Why did it have to be saws? You know, that's the one thing you and I didn't want to see on the inside. I, I, I've heard about table saw gear and I didn't think that they uh, had the ability to put it together, but I'm terrified. They're not supposed to have that technology. It's not supposed to be this way. <laughs> uh, so, I like that we're getting further and further into this voice, brother. Yeah, we gotta get real into it, brother. We gotta, you know, just <laughs> okay, have so, some, some devil cigarettes and just talk it out, brother. I like you went with devil cigarettes instead of devil sticks, or <laughs> <laughs> not just any cigarettes. These are devil sticks that are made by the devil for the devil. Yeah. This <laughs> is cancery. Food, food, for devil by devil. So what if we, do we need to use their fear against them, I guess, if they can have fear? So, so far it well, looks like you. Okay, I, I have idea. We do have two robots shell here. Why don't we do both ideas? We do 
We do you be robot and you be robot. And then maybe I'd be the, I'd be like mind of robot. And I just sit here thinking about robots. And I, I, might, I might be able to be part of your robots inside robots. Okay, I, I like this. Is there a way we can test it out? Can you try to tune it towards this robot head we have over here and see if you can talk to us? If you want to do that, roll that d20 three times again. Uh, Misky's going to walk over and he's going to hold the robot head like a, like a Django Fett. Uh, that's a nine, that's a 12 and that's a three. Okay. Yeah. You, you, so, uh, you tune and the, the, uh, you immediately start seeing through the head of this robot, the, the, the light in its, in its sort of face dome illuminates and, and yeah, you're, you're able to see through it and even to sort of move its little eye thing around back and forth to kind of study your face and being someone who hasn't really ever seen himself before uh <laughs> i want you to roll constitution to see if you can handle looking at yourself <laughs> from a distance that's a that's a crit fail oh no okay <laughs> really, so, really can't I, you um... you begin to cry and while crying <laughs> you start to vomit also so you have a barf cry for like five minutes um no damage is sustained <laughs> Uh, so, no, this, so this is this is good good news. I just I'm so I feel so seen and and so hurt and 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 I am inside my own robot face. Um, but this this good good plan. Now, does this this talking that he does does it come from Misky or the robot head? It, it comes from Misky still. Yeah, okay. the robot head's not not speaking. Uh, Misky, We've probably done something to upset it. <laughs> Misky, uh, as soon as he understands what he's seeing, he just holds the head around, facing forward, and just puts it in front of his own face, and then still talks to everybody, just looking through the robot as to not be too confused by perspectives. So you basically, you're basically just experiencing life through a GoPro now? Yeah. <laughs> and that's your GoPro, official sponsor of Roll for Blank. <laughs> Why go amateur when you can go pro? Go Probot. <laughs> so yeah, so you, yeah, you're holding it up, you're looking around. Uh, yeah, I, uh, Kenny, Kenny looks at this and says, oh, this, I mean, this, this could work. Maybe, maybe that means you can hack into one of the robots inside. Uh, maybe you can, maybe you could take it over completely. I, I don't know. Uh, that, that would give us a distinct advantage dealing with the, uh, with the Sawbot or Saw, Saw 9000. I don't know. Saw, Saw 6. Do we really need another sequel? Getting closer. Too Saw, too furious. Too Saw, too furious. Okay. Uh, let's, uh, hey, Misky, can you... Try to contact that robot on the inside again. Uh, yes, let me see if I can seesaw. <laughs> <laughs> you remember how you tuned it from previous, so you can retune it that way. Okay, uh, tune back in. What do I see? So you see uh, that the robot that you were in has, has righted itself. It was, it was laying horizontal after it bumped into the wall in fear. And, uh, and it is currently just operating on its patrol. You hear it saying executing internal patrol circuit one, and it's just sort of 
cruising around the interior. And uh, as, as you come around the corner of the building, you do see the saw robot standing there. The saw robot has its saw arms crossed and it's, and you see its saw blades spin and whir and there are blades everywhere. And Shannon is here. Hi y'all. Hello. I think, I think what you mean, you <laughs> mean is the tornado Wait, I, came back and Bumblesniff wrote it like I, uh, I hear, I hear, Woo! I hear Bumblesniff in, inside robot cave through robot eyes. I, I think she needs help from dust worm and also s- saw seesaw is is still scary yes <laughs> yes uh shannon roll a roll a d20 real quick yeah <laughs> <laughs> bumble sniff logged on before she got all of her supplies ready that's all right magic takes a lot of stuff to cast eight eight okay um, so yeah, Bumblesniff, you are you come uh, soaring in on the uh, dust devil that whisked you away earlier from the desert, <laughs> and uh, and it it comes and basically just sort of flings you into the group. Uh, so the group is currently uh, Ken Fantastico, leader of the Resistance, Misky with two robot positronic brains stuck in one in each eye socket. And he is able to uh, see through robots and possibly kind of control them and read their minds. And Flint brandishing two plasma rifles. Uh, Bumblesniff, you come rolling in and you you basically just like drop your stuff. So you're going to have to pick your stuff up because you had to catch your fall. You didn't take any damage, but you kind of tuck rolled and you dropped you dropped eggplanty. So you got to pick eggplanty up, but you're good. Welcome back <laughs> to the group. Hey, hey, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so. welcome, welcome to future. This this good. I thought you were inside robot prison. Not true. That was that was uh, quite the adventure that we will talk about at another time. I mean, we've got time. We could probably talk about it now. I mean, we're just waiting to siege on the signal towers. So. Well, what? Yeah, what did I miss? We're we're uh, we're waiting on the tower. Yeah, so we're we're outside the signal tower. We're trying to figure out uh, the best way to get in, and it seems that Misky's uh, dual. Uh, Positronic brain vision is allowing him to get some insight on the interior. There's a there's a big saw robot on the inside. It's it's made completely of saw blades. Looks really menacing and dangerous. And we got to get in there so I can break in and then and then enter uh, a command code. What what was the command code again, Flint? Uh, what? <laughs> uh, command function zero Alpha Jones two one one three eight Judgment Day. Judgment Day. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> so yeah, we got to execute that command to turn off all the robots, and that way we can save the humans who pretended to be mutants but are still humans. <laughs> yes, that's uh, not at all complicated uh, scenario we've got going on. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's really straightforward. We we also have hunch that um, robots may be trying to replace us. So if if we need uh, support, we can probably go back into town chanting. They will not replace us, and I think we might get him. <laughs> I that might be uh... also, also be on the lookout for a robot that looks exactly like you, because that's the one that's going to be replacing you. So we have we have no information on that. I'm just saying you got to keep an eye out. You I have looked at myself through robot eyes, and I do not look attractive. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey now, Misky, I wouldn't say that you don't look attractive. Uh, oh, no, Katie's... no, no, no. I, I know I, I know I am attractive, but 
I, I feel robot vision, so the robot does not find me. He finds me rather repulsive. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the robot adds 10 pounds easy, so <laughs> you got to keep that in mind. All right, so uh, what, what do we want to do next, guys? Well, we only have two robot addresses, so we need one more robot dress for Bumblesniff. I think, or we do the, the Star Wars Wookiee ploy, and we say, we got her. We got the, we got the Bumblesniff. Whoever doesn't fit in a robot, we... Maybe I could uh, wear some of uh, uh, Kenny's clothes so they think I am the leader of the, the pack. And Kenny can be in a robot and Bumblesnip can be in a robot. And you can control a robot remotely through your eyes. And uh, we can see how far we get. And uh, I didn't, you know, I we, didn't uh, drink any of the green stuff. So... They, they weren't worried about me last time. Are they worried about me this time? Maybe I don't need a robot dress. That's right. There was uh, like green jello before. <laughs> that was something that the, that the mutants drank. Air quote mutants for the listener. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 The plot hole there. The uh, after you, you'd had the green stuff. When you didn't have the green stuff, they thought you were fine. Is that not a thing anymore? Yeah. Things, uh, apparently the robots have upgraded their... Uh, their systems. But. We have upgraded. <laughs> Our systems now understand that Jello has nothing to do so with. It turns out the, the the robots wanted to kill all humans and mutants, uh, and in, they had been the whole time. We just got lucky that we we met a really dumb robot to begin with. <laughs> That's right. There were no plot holes. That's exactly how it went. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, they're not all robots. Uh, let. <laughs> Okay, let's a uh, couple of uh, why don't we do that? Let's do the prisoner thing and then you know, Misky, see if you can tune into the saw robot. That'd be great. And then you can kind of maybe be in control and tell people, yes, bring the prisoners into the mainframe computer. Uh, okay, perfect. You guys get all roboted up. I'm going to light my focus cigarette that I've had since episode one. Yes, oh boy. And- and uh, go sit on top of the rock behind my projection of the sexy robot and uh, try to channel Saw. We're going to need a better name for him. Samotron. I got it. Simon Saws. Yeah, Simon Saws. Okay, I like that. All right, so, yeah, so um, go ahead and roll. So your focus cigarette gives you... uh, Bonus rolls or advantage? It's a, it's a plus one to things. Okay, cool. So yeah, roll roll four d20s now and just add okay. one to each one of those rolls. Uh, okay, do I need to remember these or just shout them out? Just shout them out. 13. Okay. 11. Okay. Nine. Okay. Nine. Okay, and did you, you add one to each of those? Did you add yeah. one to each of those already? Okay. I did. All right. So, uh, yeah, you, you succeed in, in uh, tuning, and you get partially tuned into uh, Simon Saws, but uh, you basically can only see through one eye, so you're having real depth perception issues as, as Simon Saws stomps around, swinging his saw blade arms and things. Um, but you hear inside him saying, we must crush the resistance so that we can create the robot utopia where I will build all the things out of wood by sawing them. <laughs> so 
while I like the name Simon Saws, I think maybe Tom Sawyer would work. Um, <laughs> but it sounds like Tom Sawyer is really just a a hipster hipster professional who no longer likes his job in finance and wants to just like build furniture for a living. It's true, and it's uh, all really ugly furniture. <laughs> yeah, it's not great, but you know, there's, he's really there's not a not a lot of assembly. It's mostly deconstruction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I make deconstruction how furniture. We build. In that there's a board on the floor, and that's a couch now. You sit on it. Yeah. <laughs> We, we could go with Diane Sawyer if you wanted to, and she can mostly Ooh. do softball interview questions of world leaders. I like Diane Sawyer. Diane Sawyer. It's, uh, it's less gender normative for evil robot. Exactly. There can be evil lady robots. Shannon, back me up on this. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shannon, I like your backup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> lady ro robots can be just as evil as male robots or gender neutral robots yeah no put it put it on a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> uh okay so Ken, kenny fantastico is putting on a robot costume uh and, okay and, i'm putting on a kenny fantastico costume yep that that tracks okay and and bumble sniff you're putting on a robot costume apparently yeah okay so so here's the deal bumble sniff we have to uh we got to pretend that we are taking uh Kenny Fantastico, our friend Flint here, captive. <laughs> and we're going to go in to say, hey, Diane Sawyer, uh, we captured the lead of the resistance. Let us in uh, to the signal room so we can uh, interrogate him or something. How does that sound? Flawless. Good. I, I think it sounds like a really smart plan, too. So let's, let's do it. <laughs> I've been in the future for two weeks. I've developed robot sexual <laughs> feelings and the ability to know this is a good plan. It's, it's a good plan. I, I, can, I can see a robot future and it, it's going to work. We destroy all humans. Uh, or uh, we do, something gets destroyed. I'm, I'm sure of it. Wait, uh, wait, Miski, are you, are you a mole now? Who? But I have, I have mole. Do I have mole? I, I feel like I inspect no. regularly, but you know, you sometimes miss things. Yeah, bring like... yourself into focus a little bit more. We'll tell you if you have a mole or not. <laughs> <laughs> no, mole free. Yeah, you, you look, you look uh, just pasty as the day is long. <laughs> yeah, not only do you not have any mold, I don't think you have any nipples either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but why? I mean, I used to have them, but I found no use. So uh, you know, cut, cut the, the dead weight. I mean, it's easier to be featureless like a man seal than it is to, to have to get around and manicure hair and stuff. I get it. Uh, okay. So the, uh, the, the three marching toward uh, the turrets, I guess, these, these robots are going to roll up. Um, so please, Flint and Bumblesniff, do performance checks. I'm Kenny Fantastico. I'm Kenny Fantastico. I'm my grandmother saw me die. <laughs> I was a child movie play star. I feel like you should get advantage for getting into character. Yeah, yeah, I will give you advantage <laughs> because I like my grandma saw me die and I was a child movie play star. You gotta know your, you gotta know your motivation. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, uh, you're, you're portraying a robot. These pretzels are making me thirsty. No, I just had some pretzels. 
What are we? What am I rolling? Persuasion. Uh, performance. Oh, fudge. What'd you get? So, okay. Do you have any modifiers on it? I do. I have a. I have a plus three. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you benefit of the doubt on that. Uh, okay. And I'm gonna oh. just remain focused. Just twisting around, see seeing if I can dial in whomever. I'm just gonna flip through quickly until I can see my comrades. And, and as soon as I do see my comrades, stay there and then try to influence that robot's uh, perception. Okay, roll persuasion also. Um, you, uh, you jump into the robot, the, the other of the two robots that are on the exterior of the, of the fence. And that robot is now sort of facing the group. 11. Okay, great. Uh, okay, so what did, Flint, what did you get? I rolled a 13. I've, okay. I've been looking in my notes, and my only note on Kenny Fantastico is, Kenny died, you killed Kenny, you blew him all to hell, goblin body dysmorphia. <laughs> so that's the mindset I'm in for this performance. It, you're, you're really, you're going deep. Like, this is the method. This is... Thank you. This is some Brando shit. Uh, okay, How did I so... Get here? Can, can, Ken Fantastico, Nat 20 did acting, baby, because that's what he does in his blood. <laughs> and uh, so the, uh, the three of you start walking toward this robot that is now looking at you. Ken Fantastico is, is really pulling off the robot thing. He's just like doing it. Bumblesniff is doing the robot dance. And it's, it's convincing, except, robot, that, robot. except that because of the metal plates you have on, you, you trip and fall a couple of times. And then you have to get yourself back up. So you keep having to say things like, oops, I am still a robot. Oops, I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> I played with your heart. <laughs> Got lost in the game. And, and yeah, so, so the, the two robots are, are moving somewhat convincingly. And Flint, as Kenny Fantastico, you have, you have uh, embodied the role of a grizzled resistance leader who is also... Uh, sort of courageously, if begrudgingly, going along with this because you understand the rules of war and the rules of, uh, of combat. You're, you're kind of like approaching this like, I can handle this. I'm, I'm cool. I'm a cool guy. I'm, I'm the resistance leader. And something about being cool. <laughs> I like that <laughs> Miss Key just keeps rotating in, in darkness. <laughs> oh, Greg's vaping. Listen, <laughs> I am the resistance leader. I eat snake parts and juniper berries, and I drink cactus water. That's how you know I'm really Kenny Fantastico. <laughs> it's and true. I'm definitely not an actor portraying him on TV. The Those humans follow things. me. <laughs> Those are all things he said earlier in the in this <laughs> week's episode. Um, so the robot, the robot is going to roll out, and it it it's pretty convinced. Uh, at, at your at your act, uh, Misky, are you are you doing anything inside that robot? Um, uh, I'm trying just to manipulate its perception. Not speaking, okay. uh, thinking about winking, but then getting distracted by not knowing how winking works. <laughs> so now now I'm just thinking about. I wonder where winking came from, or who did this, or why? Do they do they see the one eye? Do they? Does it matter which eye? If somebody uh, winks I'm, 40 times, does that put them to sleep? <laughs> and then uh, I'm not terribly helpful, even though I may have 
complete control over this robot. Well, with, with, your, with the performance role you did, uh, the robot is adequately convinced that there are two legit robots and a prisoner. And it just, like, uh, goes into standby mode and says, proceed to the tower. Thank you. Uh, I'm, I'll go with you, but begrudgingly, because I am a cool leader. Yes, you will come with us because you are a cool leader. Yeah, and if you were to take me to the tower, that would destroy the resistance. It would be the end of the resistance. We have defeated the humans. Yay, yay. I am an actor. Yay. <laughs> oh, you're Kenny Fantastico. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm actually Kenny Fantastico. <laughs> He's such a good actor that even Flint was fooled for a minute. <laughs> I can so, see why you're so fantastic. Go. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, so you see the the two turrets on the in front of the building turn toward you. So the cannons are pointed right at you. Um, but because you've suitably convinced the exterior, the remaining exterior robot, they just kind of power down, and you see their their cannons sort of uh, sort of just like fall a little limp in a not at all evocative way. We're we're all approaching the gate. Uh, to the uh, to the wall surrounding the signal tower, and uh, and basically like there's a keypad on the outside. Uh, Ken Fantastico is aware of this keypad, so he's going to give that a shot. And uh, yeah, yeah, he manages to to type the the proper code in, so the door slides open. One, two, three, four, five. Pound. <laughs> pound. Yeah, you gotta hit that pound. Otherwise, it doesn't know you're done. You know how machines are. Uh, so, yeah, so the gate opens, and you see inside that there are uh, three other robots to, to which you're accustomed with the treads on the bottom, and they got the plasma cannons. And then you see, to your right, Diane Sawyer, a murderous saw robot. And everybody roll uh, performance again. So we finally meet. Uh, eight. Okay. So we finally meet. So we finally meet. Uh, I'm going to not roll for Diane Sawyer, but one of the other minions. Okay. Uh, adjacent to it. Great. Uh, was it three? Yeah. 16. Good. Seven. Ten. Do okay. I, am I, am I still smoking my cigarette? Oh yeah, yeah. You're still, I mean, you're still high in your supply, man. <laughs> then we are going to add three. Excellent. Uh, yeah, so uh, somewhat... Uh, amazingly, astoundingly to Misky, you feel like you're actually inside this robot now. It's not that you're just looking through it or hearing its thoughts. You're controlling this robot. So I want you to think about what you're going to do controlling that robot while we go through everybody else. So uh, Ken Fantastico, Nat 20 to get at acting. So he just walks in and says, <laughs> we have a prisoner. And uh, Flint, you said you got an eight? Yes, we got an eight. <clears throat> so an the... Eight. the, <laughs> the the robots approach you, as does Diane Sawyer, and they look at you, and they're kind of like, uh, well, Diane Sawyer says, I don't think that you are the leader of the resistance. You are a little too shady for that. But but kind and benevolent saw lady, aren't all humans a little shady? Uh, and so I'd like to uh, either maybe deception or persuasion either way it's a zero so it doesn't matter what you go with for me yeah roll, roll, roll I, I, can, I can jump in as a robot and do some persuading that this is definitely 
Kenny Fantastico. We found him in the caves where Kenny Fantastico is known to live. This, this is definitely him. I can persuade you of that. This uh, is interesting. Ro uh, humans tend to live in caves. I am more likely to believe this now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, you dirty, stinking robots. You can eat bits. I don't know if that's right. insulting to robots. Talk it's dirty so to open. us. It won't <laughs> save you. Wait, did, did Shaden have to roll or you just... You just bought it. <laughs> I just bought it, yeah. I just bought it. Uh. <clears throat> My grandmother watched me die. Okay. And listen, you can kill me, but you won't kill the resistance. The only way you'll defeat us is to make me do computer work. Yes. Yes, let's not take him into that room that we discussed earlier. <laughs> Don't put him in there. <laughs> now it sounds like you're trying to do reverse psychology, reverse, <laughs> reverse programming. Roll, uh, roll deception for that, Shannon. Um, and Greg, roll, uh, roll performance again, please. Okay, Sh Shannon, line. you're actually a programmer. 18. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. 15. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Diane, Diane Sawyer. Uh, here's, here's one. Here's... Uh, the fake Ken Fantastico claim uh, that the only thing that can actually punish him is to make him do computer work and says, yes, excellent punishment through computer work, but first torture. And then uh, to uh, Shannon Robot's response to Bumblesniffbot's answer says, yes, you can't tell me what to do. I am your superior. We will put him in the room. And, uh, and so- uh, So Flint says, you mean this conversation wasn't the torture? No, what I have in store involves so, much more pain. The, the, the line is, you mean this isn't torture enough? This isn't torture enough? And he uh, acts with a plum. Kenny Fantastico in the robot costume turns and says, good line read. And, <laughs> uh, and yeah, and, and so Diane Sawyer, the robot opens uh, the door to the to the control room and then kicks flint inside so flint uh you're gonna take five damage cool for being kicked in there and then diane the Sawyer old kick. follows you inside and shuts the door and now we're just gonna kind of go in order so miski what do you want to do wait so say that again it was diane sawyer and um flint are in the control room yes yeah, because Flint's uh, pretending to be Kenny Fantastico, but real Kenny Fantastico is the only one who knows how to execute the command to turn the robots off. Wait, so Flint, he, I thought Flint remembered the, the control code. Yeah, but I don't know how to do that. <laughs> well, you, you, you might I be mean, able to try. I mean, I imagine a situation uh, like on, I'm sorry, I imagine a situation like on Zoolander where, where I just like scream and shout at a computer um, and then realize it's in the computer. Or you, or you talk into the mouse like Scotty in Star Trek Four. Yes. The boy <laughs> computer <laughs> computer uh well mostly uh this whole time miski has not really been paying attention he's just been looking at his robot hands seeing them be manipulated just back and forth do you say something uh, to the effect of why do they call them fingers when they never thing <laughs> right <laughs> uh so many rollers but no place to roll um <laughs> so miski comes to as robot 
realizing that he has uh, control over this robot and that he's in a room with his two friends who are pretending to ro be robots successfully and his other friend in robot in, in the room with Kilmotron and springs to action a little bit confused uh, and <laughs> in Misky voice pretending to be robot. Uh, so, 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 robot, um, that's not ca fantastic, Kenny. Uh, and he's just tapping on the door uh, incessantly. Okay. <laughs> waiting for, for it to open. And yeah, and yeah, uh, the, the door slides open, and, uh, and Sawmatron, Diane Sawyer, Tom Sawyer, and uh, Simon Saws <laughs> opens the door and says, that's what? Not, what, that's what is not it that you want? Fantastic Kenny, because I am Fantastic Kenny, and it's gonna gonna turn around and just bolt out of the room, hoping that Diane Sawyer is going to follow. Okay, um, yeah. So Ken Fantasco as a robot is going to say, "Yes, I believe that we have an intruder. That robot is the real Ken Fantastico, <laughs> and that is a uh, damn. That's, I mean, that's not a natural twenty, but that's a twenty performance." Uh, Bumblesniff, please do a performance roll for convincing the robot to chase after Rex as a robot. Misky is a robot. Oh, I was wrong. Kenny Fantastico is definitely going that way. I am sure by a level of 19. <laughs> that is an incredible level of certainty. <laughs> we must pursue him. You go first, Diane Sawyer. Uh, Diane Sawyer then uh, growls in a robotic way, like and then runs out of the room and chases after uh, Rexbot, Miskybot. Miskybot is going to make it out of the room, assuming running straight into the next wall, because he doesn't hasn't really figured out turning. There's a lot of gears there. And then hoping that the door closes. Once Diane Sawyer gets through the main door, either reach for or shoot for or manipulate the door mechanism behind Diane Sawyer. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, Flint, mm -hmm. do you want to uh, roll perception real quick to see how heads up you are in this situation? Uh, yes, I would like to do that. I think that's one of those things, anytime your great and benevolent DM offers you a roll, you say yes. Probably should. I need... Uh, I, I take that back. Maybe I should not have rolled. Uh, I rolled a three, but my perception is plus eight, so 11. Okay, yeah. Um, <clears throat> despite the fact that, that you, you're looking at the console and trying to figure out how to enter the code that you have memorized for what Kenny Fantastico said, because you want to be Come a hero. On. Function! You cannot figure it out. The buttons are clearly labeled, but they're not in order that makes any sense to you. But you notice that not only has Diane Sawyer left, but your friends have come in, with the exception of... Uh, well, you don't know that Misky's in a robot, but you know that he's not in the room with you. You know that uh, the real Kenny Fantastico and Bumblesniff have entered the room, and you notice that, hey, this button says door close and lock on it, and uh, you can hit that button. Uh, so I, having never used something like this, um, lean toward that button and I say, activate, work. And then um, I get close enough that I just kind of bump it with my nose. Yeah. Uh, roll. <laughs> command. Command zero. Command function zero and hit it with my nose. You, yeah, you, you do beak that button. And, uh, and as the button depresses, 
the door slams shut and two metal bars come sliding across and lock in so the, that you're now barricaded inside the control room. Kenny Fantastico, the real Kenny Fantastico is there. Bumblesniff is in there. Flint is in there. And uh, Kenny Fantastico is going to go over and start fiddling with the console. Uh, now, no, that's not how this works. You have to speak at it. It listens to me. Uh, look, I, I know that, okay, you talk at it. I'll push buttons. We'll see what happens. I'm pretty sure that it'll get look, done no matter what. Okay? Look. Yeah. Look. We're doing a lot of emphatic hand openings and closings. If, if I am Kenny, Kenny Fantastic, look. I, I try to uh, continue work on my performance and realize that my true calling was being a, uh, not an actor, but a Kenny Fantastico impersonator. If you don't have inspiration already, the DM is giving you inspiration now. Yes. <laughs> I should be a politician okay. with all my pointing and hand gesturing. Okay. You gotta do the uh, You gotta do the weird hands. Trump accordion. Yeah. And then turn to the side. Terrible. Okay. Um, okay. So uh, while Ken Fantastico is, is entering the thing and you're yelling out the thing, uh, Misky, we're going to zoom outside to you. <clears throat> Diane Sawyer is hot in pursuit of your robot. And what are you, what are you doing? Mm. Uh, so the whole objective was just to close the door behind Diane Sawyer. Okay. Um, and past that, there is no, no more thought. So assuming that a robot Misky prone not really knowing his faculties of what this robot is capable of, uh, is just trying to think about uh, action. Okay. So there's, there's a lot of flailing. Uh, if there's any projectiles that can happen, then they're all, all trying to come out of all the places all at once. Great. Roll initiative real fast. <laughs> That's going to be a 10. Okay, yeah, you're going to go first. So... You're going to uh, fire from every single orifice on this robot. <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah. Um, so roll, let's see. We've got two cannons. And I'm going to give you a couple extra a couple extra holes that can shoot things. So roll four <laughs> D20s, please. Four? Okay. Eleven. Okay. Five. Three. Nine. Okay. Uh, yeah, so... so one of the blasts, as you're just flailing your arms and spinning your head around and, like, scooting your treads, uh, does hit Diane Sawyer and kind of knock it back, doing 12 damage. Um, but the other one's just kind of blast in the cacophony. And Diane Sawyer, like, winds up her saw arms and comes at you and is just going to cut into you for 40 damage. And oh. uh, you hear an echo of the robot's consciousness screaming in pain. Uh, which is is sad for you. So you're going to take two sadness damage, Misky. <laughs> I think that could be oh. psychic, but I like sadness. Yeah, I, mean, I like sadness. Yeah, you're 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 bearing witness to the demise of of a semi lucid creature, and uh, and yeah, um, and the robot that you are in is is now dead, and now we'll flash back inside. Uh, Ken Fantastico is uh, entering the code. Um, you hear. The saw blades behind you uh, whirring very loudly as Diane Sawyer approaches the door. And <laughs> there she is! Oh my god! Oh my god, she's terrifying. She's, she's very intense. Oh geez. Haunting even. Yeah, that's like a 
it's like partial like who farted face, but also like I'm I'm really focusing on what you're saying face. <laughs> That's a lot. Wow. It's 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 entrancing. Okay, cool. <laughs> so you so this this saw blade cuts into the door and uh, and Ken Fantastico is still tapping away trying to enter the code. So I need uh, Flint and Bumblesniff to roll initiative. Thirteen. Okay. Nine. So yeah, so the the saw blade is cutting through the door, and you see the door start to just peel open in the middle. And uh, and Ken Fantastico says, "You gotta you gotta hold her off just a couple seconds, please. I'm almost there. I just gotta I just gotta enter a few more keystrokes." Um, so Flint, you uh, you will go. You said eleven. Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah, you're first. Go first. Okay. Um, I wish I knew more about Diane Sawyer to make a joke, so I won't make a joke. Instead, I'll just take action. I uh, let's see. She's on the other side of a door. She's starting to peel through. I cast a spell. I cast. That's a creature spell. Command, cure wounds, detect an evil fog cloud, hunter's mark, monster. Uh, I was not ready for this. I expected never to go first. So cut this whole delay. Oh yeah, we'll we'll make sure. I'll put in some nice elevator music. Which show was she on? Good Morning America? Do the Good Morning America theme. Oh yeah, what I don't remember what that one is. I don't either. So Good morning, good morning. It's fun to be America. Good morning. Okay, go ahead. A couple of questions. Uh, question number one is, do I see anything that could help reinforce this door to buy us time? Um, well, the, 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 the two bars already blocking it and the, and the blade's starting to cut through the, the outside door, but the bars are kind of still in the way. So you're pretty safe. Okay. Um, but there are like some, some computer consoles that are loose that are kind of run down and stuff that you, you could push in front of the door if you wanted to. Okay. So here's what I think I'm going to do in... That I like that, but I'm wondering if I can do one of two things, and you tell me which which of these are either might be successful or if neither will. The first idea I have is to try to tune one or both of my plasma rifles to instead of just being a one shot to be kind of a more of a laser ray that would just heat up the area she's cutting and just kind of melt her saw blades is the what the effect I'm going for. Okay, uh, I, I like that. You just gotta hold the X button when you're shooting your plasma gun, gun and mm-hmm. then it, it starts to charge in atmospheric yeah. things. So, alternatively, my idea was to cast a <laughs> spiritual weapon and have it take the shape of a rocket ship or something that would also do the same effect. Um, so, I'm happy to go either route with those or if you think neither of them would work. I, I like, I I like the first option. Let's tune your plasma okay. rifles. So uh, let's let's we'll do that. So you need to do uh, let's see, roll survival to tune that that uh, that weapon. Kenny, fantastic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I rolled a five, but my survival is plus eight, so thirteen. Great. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then so I. I've, adjusted things because as you know i've gotten really good with the plasma cannon oh yeah <laughs> you can keep your light swords give me a pl- plasma cannon any day kid um and then i guess i start to uh send a consistent stream which you should never cross uh at the door great 
so yeah, you're you you tune you're able to tune one of the two cannons. You can't tune them both. Um, okay. Just just in that short period of time, but you're able to fire this one stream and you concentrate it on uh, where the saw blades are coming through. So uh, roll a d20 for me and just add the uh, the to hit on the plasma rifle. Uh, seventeen total. Okay. Yeah. So you you hit it like right on where the blade is. And the blade just starts to bend and melt, and it starts to stick into the door. And you see that the, the door is actually sort of starting to buckle and turn with the blade a little bit. But the blade's also kind of stuck, so it's kind of doing this, like, eh, 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 thing. It's making a horrible sound. You don't like it, but you're very happy with what you've done. Uh, Bumblesniff, it's your turn. I'm going to cast the Globe of Invulnerability using eggplanty. Okay. And this is an immobile, faintly shimmering barrier, which uh, springs into existence in a 10-foot radius around me and remains for the duration. I think, I think you did this before when you guys blew up the clinic. <laughs> I think you used this exact same dome of, <laughs> I think we did. of protection. Great. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So now you are all in a dome that cannot be uh, permeated by anything, right? Any spell of fifth level or lower cast from the outside can affect anything within it. Um, similarly, the area within the barrier is excluded from the areas affected by such spells. Yeah, so any spells sixth level or higher could get through, but otherwise we're fine. All right, well, yeah, I don't think, I don't think Diane Sawyer's got a lot of spells as a robot. <laughs> Good, okay, so there's this Keep cool it. bubble. Misky, we're going to swing back out to you. You wake up on the rock. You're, you're I, I think, sitting crisscross applesauce, and you just sort of woken up after the robot died. What, yeah, what are you no, going to do? It was a hell of a trip. <laughs> Man, this is, uh, this is just getting cool. This is a, a real, like, 83 MTV video. He's going to take stock of his surroundings. Uh, too far away to run in, doesn't know what's on the other side to teleport. Um, so he's gonna just start uh, start twisting the eyeballs back and forth. Okay. Uh, knowing that there's, time is of the essence, that we're, we're down to the end here. So he's gonna start jogging in towards the Citadel, uh, twisting eyes, seeing what he can pick up. Great, roll, roll 3d20 real quick. 3d20, that's a one. That's a seven, and that's 20. Okay. Um, yeah, so you, you uh, as you're running and tuning, you sort of haphazardly jump into the two other robots that are still inside the interior with Diane Sawyer. Uh, the first one that you jump into, you basically just uh, completely short-circuit it, and it starts spinning around and firing wildly, um, distracting Diane Saw Sawyer quite a bit. The, the other one you jump into completely, and uh, you are now in complete control of that robot again. Ooh, uh, I am very excited to get a stop in my tracks. Do I still have time for an action? Oh yeah, yeah, take an action. Um, and it's gonna sit back down, uh, crisscross applesauce, <laughs> take, take a hard drag on the cigarette, and <laughs> and just gonna start to think of the saddest thing that Miski can possibly think of. Uh, just go into the deepest, darkest place, knowing that it's going to inflict psychic damage on Misky, um, and just start thinking, 
I'm so sad. I, I think, I think I need to end it all. Okay. I, I think, I think I need to self-destruct. All right. Um, so, okay, Miski, you're going to take, you're going to take 24 psychic damage for, for really contemplating suicide this much. Um, but because you are so well connected to that robot, uh, the robot is just going to turn to Diane Sawyer and say, what is the point of all this madness? And then its head is just going to explode on its shoulders, um, doing 20 damage to Diane Sawyer. Uh, and that robot is now, is now dead. <laughs> well done. Okay, we're back inside. Miski is, is oddly happy and sad. Yeah. <laughs> You're very conflicted emotionally. <laughs> yeah. Hey. And now we're back inside, and Diane Sawyer is going to uh, attempt to fire her shoulder cannon through the, the slit in the door that she's cut open um, at Flint, and uh, that is a, a 18 to hit. Uh, that will hit. Okay. And Wait, it's going... isn't it, is it Flint in my, in my globe? Oh, yeah, but I thought it was only spells, not, like, blasty things. Oh, I don't know. Well, I'll I'll get I'll do we'll do half damage because the dome will 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 protect. So Flint, you take six damage from getting from getting hit in the shoulder, and uh, uh, and now it is Ken Fantastico's turn. He has succeeded in entering the third to last part of the code. So there are two parts of the code left. Bumblesniff, it's your turn. What did what did Kenny do? Sorry. He he succeeded in entering the third to last part of the code. So he has two more parts of the code he has to succeed in entering before uh, the robots are all shut down. Well, fuck, y'all. This globe was my ace in the hole. I thought that was going to protect us. No, uh, six damage isn't bad. I'm going to uh, 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 I don't know. I don't have anything. Uh, <laughs> do I have a plasma cannon? I think I do. Okay. I think I, I think I picked one up. Well, if you have one, you or not, I have two, and I definitely put one down to tweak the other when I was shooting that one. So and you I can see use it. My I secondary. see it. I'm like, oh, oh, Flint put down a plasma cannon. I'm gonna pick one up and I'm gonna shoot it at Saw. Right. Saw man. Shoot it. Saw. It's plus eight to hit. So roll a d20 and add eight, and then uh... nineteen. Yep, that'll hit. And it, it, what did we say? Two, two D twelve plus eight. Greg, is that what it was? Yes. Yeah. So roll, roll two D twelve and add eight to that. Eleven. Okay. Blam, blam. The uh, the plasma cannon hits, hits Diane I Sawyer. I knew it more. Okay, more pew pew, and uh, and yeah, hits knocks her back a little bit. Sawblade goes buzzing backwards. It's kind of like flinging around all all cattywampus, and uh, yeah, and that buys you a second. Flynn, it's your turn. Uh, okay, then I... So her arm's back. Is it near anything behind her? There's there's just like kind of air metallic? behind her now, yeah. I mean... Okay. Her arm's still close to the part of the door, so you could try your melt blast again if you wanted, if that's what you're uh, So, for. yeah, I was trying to think of different... And the hole in the door, can I aim at her feet? Yes. Yeah, there's enough okay. of an so opening. I, you can totally hit the feet. So I aim at her traction saw blade feet. All right, you're taking that and, Tarantino shot. Uh, <laughs> aim to <laughs> melt her feet to the ground. Okay. Or maybe, uh, yeah. And so I roll a 12 plus eight, that's a 20, a dirty 20. Great. 
And so I would be happy if that either melts her feet to the ground or melts the ground and causes her to sink, whichever way you want to go with that. And you said 2D12, so 6 plus 3, 9 plus 8, 17. Okay. Yeah, the, uh, you, you do 17 damage to the robot, and, and the robot's your, – your blast – manages to hit the exact line between her feet and the floor, causing the floor to melt a little bit and her foot to melt into the melting. So you basically create like a congealed floor foot and, uh, mm. and, and uh, she, this robot is, is not pleased and it is very much delayed. Uh, Miski, it's your turn. Uh, Miski is just overrun with sadness uh, and d- can't, can't find the will to retune into more robots uh, and go goes ahead and pulls the the robot brains out of his eyeballs and looks at them and ponders life and what's the point and and we've already we've been under under the sea and in the past and in the future and on on trains and all this and i just don't don't know what the meaning of it all is and misky casts scrying okay (laughs) You, you know that scrying isn't crying, right? Yeah. <laughs> so Miski is going to cast scrying and invade the mind of Flint. Okay. Um, and just selfishly, just barge in and just, just, um, hi, Miss Flint friend, I, I, I know. It look, look, I see that you're in ro- in robot place. I, I need. I want to talk about meaning of life, um, and you, you, maybe we turn off robot antenna. Maybe we find a purple hole. Maybe we don't. Um, but I, I want, I want to know that that there is hope. Uh, okay, so I think this is what what's happening is this is happening while Flint is melting the foot of the robot, and it's kind of like mid middle of that action, and so Flint. Accustomed to voices in his head. <laughs> True. Uh, <laughs> There's a party in there now. <laughs> I guess uh, Copernicus is in there going. Whether it's his or his or Dragon Three's company here. <laughs> uh, so I think he he allows he listens and. Uh, you know, he says something like, listen, buddy, I'd love to talk, but I need to focus. And at that point, Copa Bernard says uh, to Flint, I'll talk to him. And that's going to be a hard voice to keep up. Um, uh, and so she goes, listen, I've been living my existence in someone else's body. And I believe that one day I'll be united again with my with my child. And... Uh, you know, I thought everything was taken from me and I would live in in darkness and never have control again. But you've seen that there are people out there who can help you and, and bring you, you peace and, and care for you. And that you found a group uh, uh, who can help help you find your way in the darkness. And when you only see one footprint on the ground, <laughs> you should look up and, and not, not focus on... on on footprints because th- th- there's not a lot there to, to, to meaning. Uh, and, and so uh, I think, you know, she continues on this conversation with Miski, um, talking him through 
listening to his fears and um, you know, uh, copper dragons are more of jokester pranksters typically, but uh, she sees this as someone who has helped her find her way and is trying to, what's a group of dragons called? A swarm? Flock? Maybe a murder? A, a what? A flock? I don't know. A murder. flock of dragons? A murder of dragons? A, a murder, yeah. Uh, a bonfire a, of dragons? A bonfire of dragons. James Bonfire. <laughs> uh, uh, so she she's um, I think they, and Miski, allow me, tell me if I'm uh, overstepping, but I think they would continue to have this conversation for at least one more turn, if not two, like where they're really getting into it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Miski has no motivation to participate in anything other than this conversation and looking for meaning in life. Uh, okay, so I, th I think they're going to continue on with, with that. <laughs> and and <laughs> meanwhile, Flint hears it the whole time and is echoing around in his head. So his, uh, I think he's going to either be, you know, Nate, you can maybe we do a, a die roll or something. Just yeah, a D2 I, of. I think you'll be a disadvantage on your next action because this is very distracting. Unless it's rage-based. <laughs> right, I was thinking either this would inspire him that, you know, these two people he cares about are, are oh, uh, yeah. needing help. You're bonding. Or, it, yeah. confirms, or, it confirms Flint's long-term belief that Cobra Minod's, uh trickster nature and jokiness was because that there was a grain of truth in each of those, in each of those things. There's a deep yeah. like love and protection in there. Okay, I buy it. Yes, that's happening. So, so, <laughs> okay, cool. So, uh, yeah, so I think you know, when it comes around to... Um, uh, Flint's turn. <laughs> Too many people in this head. Uh, <laughs> when it comes around to Flint's turn, uh, I think we can either just like flip a coin, or you can, you know, I'm happy to go either way with that. But I think there's arguments on both sides. Okay. So yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Okay. Okay. Uh, cool. Ken Fantastico succeeds in entering the second to last part of the passcode. There's only one more part left, and now Diane Sawyer is going to. Uh, try to fire her her torso cannon which is a huge gun that targets everything in the room and uh that's gonna be a 22 to hit so probably yeah, that's, everybody. That's, no, they'll do it okay and it's going to do well a 4d12 but it's only going to do 18 damage so uh flint 18 damage kenny ken fantastico 18 damage and bumble stiff 18 damage okay okay ah, and ouch. uh <laughs> Ouch. And, uh, okay, Bumble Snip, it's your turn. I'm going to shoot the cannon again. Do it. But I'm, I'm going to contemplate all that stuff that we were just talking about while I'm doing it. Okay, cool. You're feeling, <laughs> like, emotionally connected to Misky's pain and, yeah. the, and what's going on in Flint's head. I like it. I mean, you know, you guys have been together for a long time. You've traveled through all manners of universes together. It makes sense that you kind of, you bonded. You've, you're, you're psychically synced. So, all right, fire, fire that cannon. 11. Okay, that, that, will, uh, that will hit, but it's going to do not a lot of damage. Um, so roll damage. Oh, I'm sorry, that was, that was the two D12s plus an eight. Oh, okay, what was the to hit? I just assumed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, a one. Oh, okay. Oh. Um, so I, I shoot myself for 11, I guess. You are, you are, so, like you are so overwhelmed with empathy because of what, is going on inside Flint's head. And because you you were a longtime fan of the television program, Herman's Head, and you're kind of thinking about that at the same time. I that, do remember uh, that show. I do remember that show. 
it was good. You, you end up firing the cannon kind of haphazardly. Um, upside is that at, when you fire the cannon, it hits the uh, the large heavy exit sign that's mounted uh, above the door. And because the exit sign is connected on both sides of the door, uh, both halves fall. One half falls inside, harming no one. The other half falls directly on top of Diane Sawyer's head, and the, the robot is knocked prone temporarily. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Flint, it's your turn. Uh, you want to enable dictation, not now. Okay, uh, so, <laughs> so first thing I'm gonna do is flip a coin, and I get a two, so. Yeah, yeah, so you're, you're like, you're, you're bonded. Inspiring. Yeah, you're feeling inspired, you're together. You are, it takes two to tango, and there are two of you, and you're tangoing, and cash. Okay. Ink. <laughs> so I aim my laser cannon at uh, the chest rock, the chest gun. Okay. Uh, of the robot, uh, hoping to uh, do some damage there, I guess. I was going to melt it, but I don't think that's really, I think probably laser cannon is probably pretty immune to melting so i'm gonna just try to blow it up so i shoot and i <laughs> roll the five okay five plus eight 13 total <laughs> all right yeah i mean you you hit it you'll uh, roll damage you'll do you're gonna do half damage because it's uh you, you hit it but not focused 30 damn so, so half is 15 that's that's very nice okay yeah so i rolled 15 a damage a 10 and a 10 yeah you, you send a shot right down the front of the cannon, like so many ther thermal exhaust ports, and, uh, yeah. and and the robot like starts moving around really really crazy and jiggling and spinning around like crazy, and then boom, saws go flying everywhere. So I need each and everybody to roll a, a constitution save real quick. Uh, constitution. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, I'm, a, I'm really on a roll here. Five total. Okay. Nine. Okay. Uh, I got a, a 22 that I'm just going to pass on to Kokomoran. Okay. <laughs> All right. Missy's um, lost the will to even, like, I mean, you're pretty far away anyway. Uh, okay. So, so, so I would like to say that the reason I rolled so low is I was knew this would be the final shot, so I had a line prepared because I, I've been practicing my acting. And I say said... <laughs> I used to bullseye robots uh, about uh, back. <laughs> I used to bullseye robots back on another robot back home. They're not much bigger than a sawzall robot chest hole. <laughs> <laughs> with a with a cool dry wit like that, you will be an action star. Um, yeah. So uh, uh, Flint. Kenny and uh, Bumblesniff all take 25 damage as saw blades just come flying into the room and you get smashed with shrapnel. How much? 25. Ooh, that was a rough battle for Flint, old Flinty. And, uh, and don't call me Flinty. Bumblesniff's gonna need a nap. So yeah, Ken, Ken Fantastico is, is real beat up, um, but he manages to hit the final key and uh, you see the the computer system uh, change, like all the lights on the computer board change from red to green. From outside, Miski, you you sense that the signal tower's light that was flashing before is now uh, glowing a bright white color, and there's this blast of energy that seems to just sort of swear, uh, just emanate and 
and travel in a wave across the uh, across the landscape. And you just, have defeated uh, Eye of Sauron. Yeah, yeah, just whoosh. And you have defeated the robots from the year ten thousand. <laughs> Yay. Yay! I, you know, as right as that was happening, right as uh, Kenny was putting in hit the last co- bit of code, I was thinking to myself. There's like a 50% chance we just chose the robot or the humans because we're humans and they may have been the, the jerks in this situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you ever think about that? Maybe the robots are the good guys. Yeah. Like maybe the robots weren't actually trying to kill all humans, but they're just misunderstood. True. Maybe um, we yeah, can talk to the humans. Because that's what Kenny told us. So maybe Kenny's just a big asshole. The whole <laughs> yeah, time. I mean, he, he's been a secret big villain. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, thank you for helping me destroy the saviors of the humanity. <laughs> no, Kenny, say it ain't so. It's a real heel uh, turn for Kenny Fantastico. Actor, we believed him. <laughs> um, so yeah, so you guys, you you uh, uh, Ken Ken Fantastico carefully have hoists himself up off the ground. He's he's all bloodied and everything, and he says, "Friends, thank you." Uh, we, I couldn't have done it without you. I, the, humanity will be saved. I, I just can't wait to get back to the rest of the resistance and let them know the good news. But I want you to know, uh, I think you should have this. And he reaches into, uh, into the jacket pocket that he has, and he hands over to, to Bumblesniff a, uh, a, a large uh, kind of glowing object. That has, it has a plus on one end and a minus on the other end. And he says, this... This is a power source that uh, it's it just holds untold power, and I think that that you will need it uh, in your travels. Thank thank you, thank you. I'm gonna just I'm just gonna lay down for a minute, and then Kenny Fantastico kind of kind of sits down on the floor of the uh, of the control room and melts. No, I mean he's he's still just a person who's who's kind of bleeding, but he's he's not gonna melt. He's okay, fine. <laughs> he seems very pleased with himself. Um, in fact, he, he, he untold power source. Yes. It's like a big battery. Yeah, it's a big battery. <laughs> that is that is what it is. Um, yeah. So Ken Fantastico pulls a potion out of his uh, out of his jacket and drinks it, restoring most of his hit points, but he's still wounded. Um, uh, Can I you, give him a blobfish? Yeah, sure. Give him a blobfish. <laughs> I have a blobfish. I've got two. <laughs> oh, th- thanks. This is. Uh, this is interesting. Point. Oh, oh, wow! It's really tasty. I feel, I feel better already. And I mean, he, you've he, been living in a cave, so you should probably enjoy that. It's the only oh, non-Jello God. food he's had in uh, at least two weeks. And, and this is still mostly Jello, so I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> used to it. I don't like chewing anymore. It's too much effort. Uh, so yeah, Kenny, Kenny down, down, downs the, uh, the blobfish, and takes up his plasma rifle and uh, gives you all a salute. And says, uh, "Good, good luck on the rest of your travels. Thank you. You have, you have changed the future, and you've saved me for a second time. I, I, I don't know how I'll ever repay you." Wait, you're just gonna go? I, I, I gotta go reset humanity in this in this new apocalyptic wasteland. I, I figure it's no time like the present. It seems like a pretty abrupt ending there, Kenny. Fantastico. <laughs> hey, Kenny. Um... You might be a single threat as an actor, maybe a double threat as a director, but you should not get into writing. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're right. I don't, uh, 
I don't aspire to get too far behind the camera anyway. It's it's more fun on the front side. So you guys we just stopped fighting like five minutes ago, and now you're like, bye. Like not even a party or anything. Come on now. All right, fine. Awesome. Follow me back. We'll go to the mutants to the cave of the mutants. We'll have a little shin dig, and then I'll send you on your way. How does that sound? Right. We we still need to find the uh, the purple hole. You do. So you guys follow Ken, you follow Ken Fantastico back to the city where you started. And uh, you hang out in the cave with all of the mutants slash humans. Who, they've washed all the jello off of themselves and they're just going as humans now. There are uh, robot carcasses everywhere. There's just a bunch of like robot debris. Humans are making suits of armor and cars and various other uh, appliances. Someone made a washing machine. It's really great because they all have very dirty jello soaked clothing. <laughs> so... They're clean. They're cleaning up real nice. We chose the wrong side. They are making appliances out of the carcasses of their enemy, <laughs> <laughs> which you know means that they're up to no good. No respect among thieves. Uh, ah, it's happening. You got saw blades behind uh, you. Uh, and so you you guys have this this wonderful celebration. It's uh, it's kind of like the party in the uh in the second matrix movie but not as overlong mm. and boring um, uh, very percussion driven dancing yeah just lots of people jumping around to base wearing rags while a couple protagonists bone in a back room um and uh, does everybody get medals or does somebody get inconveniently left out <laughs> no yeah you all get you, you all get medals except they're all made out of plastic so you all get plastics, but they are awards, nonetheless. <laughs> yeah. Not even get medals made of the carcasses of the enemy. Well, to be fair, in this you world, plastics are actually more rare than metal. Way more valuable. Yeah. Way more valuable. <laughs> I mean, uh, I would past, take. I don't think we've ever seen plastic. I would take a Diane Sawyer blade. Great, you've got one. You're wearing it like a flavor Flav clock on your chest. <laughs> Nobody's ever given me clothing before. I think this means I'm free. <laughs> yeah. You're no longer a house elf, Misky. <laughs> um, so, so you have this party. Uh, they're, all, they're all very, very happy. And, and then uh, you, you see a, a blast of purple light glowing outside the cave. And one of the human slash mutant elders points and says, Ah, the glow is back. It's the glow. Uh, well, guys, I think that's our sign. Maybe this leap will be our final leap home. <laughs> Let's hope so, Sam. <laughs> that's Scott Bakula. Yeah. Uh, Ziggy. The Ziggy. handsomest vampire in the universe. <laughs> mm. Count Bakula. Well, we killed him on the show. Uh, no, I, I love the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Let's, uh, let's go run it back. Let's <laughs> dive, dive into that hole. Aww. All right. So you, you, you leap back out. into the portal of the abyss and, uh, and your compass begins spinning around, uh, but it doesn't point to anything uh, that you recognize. And you are all spit out in the muddy, rain-soaked street of a dreary Eastern European town. And that is where we will end the session. Mud, uh, so co cobblestone-y, concrete -y, future, past? Concrete. Oh, it's, it's, it's the past. It maybe okay. isn't the past, 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 but it's pasty. And all around you, there are uh, pine trees and rain and people who look sad. And that's pretty much what's going on. Cool. cool. That's Eastern Europe. <laughs>
That's yes, just your, that's good literally guess. any time period. <laughs> Very good guess. It is definitely Eastern <laughs> Europe. Roll for Blank features performances by Greg Corbin, Zimmy Joe, Jason Ling, Shannon Page, Corey Palencia, Eric Palencia, Rex Roberts, and me, Nate Regolia. I also wrote this RPG campaign. Theme music features public domain samples by Dan Lucas, Level Clearer, and Northern 87 via free sounds. If you like RPGs too, support their makers and get rolling.